Blazing Soul Podcast once again every Wednesday. Every Come Wednesday, kick it to live, Mr. Marcelo Robertson. Miss Nippapon. Mrs. 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 That's right. We're going on 14 years. Yes, actually. Marriage, this anniversary this weekend, guys. Yeah, our anniversary is coming 14 up. 14 years. 14 years married, about almost 17 years together. Dang. That's a long time. That is Lord, such a long time. Lord, help me. Wow. Pray. What was your best part of the 17 years? Oh, I'm not about to. <laughs> I'm not. All of it. Y'all hear me? All of it. All of it. That was a good one, right? Dang. All of it. Every last dang, second. Dang, dang. From the good times and the bad times. It all oh, makes yeah. it possible. The good times got to have the good with the bad, right? No doubt. If you don't have the bad, you don't have the good. The good the yes, best. definitely. Um, we are here today. Um, we're going to touch a few different topics, but um, initially, let's go with uh, our guest speaker today. Um, so we have went through business professionals. We mm -hmm. went through um, students that we've helped support. Uh, we went through book launches for um, some of our uh, esteemed friends. So I would be remiss if I didn't have as my guest Miss Nippapon Robinson because Ooh. her book will be coming out in May. Yes. So I get to yes, sting yes. her with the hardest questions and, and get at her. Uh, as I would any of our uh, <laughs> guest speakers. If you guys are watching live, please uh, bail me out. If mm -hmm. he, <laughs> if I get any hard questions, please bail me out. Uh, but yes, my wife is coming out with a book about her refugee story, uh, about what she went through uh, coming here and trying to be successful and prosperous uh, with all of the difficulties that she has dealt with. So. Um, the book will the book launch is scheduled for May, um, but how can we come out with a book and, and support um, all of the other role models and community leaders without uh, giving the same opportunity to us? So, without further ado, let me introduce our guest speaker. For you. <laughs> thank, uh, you. Thank, you. thank you, thank you so much and like my husband said i am coming out with a book um it is called 40 dollars and a dream breaking through the bamboo ceiling <laughs> you like that I like you like that. that? I like that and you know the crazy thing um with the book is um my husband was the one who actually encouraged me to write the book because he had a project. It was what 2011 guys. It was 10 years ago. I didn't think about writing the book at that time, but, um, my husband had to do a book report about someone from out of the country. And he came and asked me if he could interview me for his book report. And I said, well, yeah, but I don't really know what to tell you because I don't really know a whole lot about my history and that just opened a whole new can of worm. <laughs> so I pick up the phone 
And I called my dad. I said, Dad, I said, um, I need in Laos, of course, you know. <laughs> in Laos, of course. I said, Dad, Ipa. <laughs> um, you know, that I needed to know about a little bit about our history. And he got pretty quiet um on the phone and he didn't say much. And he's like, Well, what do you want me to tell you? You know. And I didn't know how deep the story was and why he gave me that response until I really, really started digging into my past and my history and our family history, um, our Lao history. And so he gave me this phone number and said, well, here's the phone number. Call this number. And I wrote the number down and I said, who am I supposed to call? He said, call this lady named Jane. She's one of the sponsors. She will know a little bit more um, and what to tell you. And so I picked up the phone. I called this uh, the other person. Her name is Jane. And Jane picked up the phone. And Jane, I said, hello, Jane? I said, this is Nippapon, because you probably only knew me as Nippapon. I didn't get the name Laura till like third grade when I became an American citizen. So my husband doesn't even call me Laura. So my birth name is Nippapon. Um, and so Jane said, Nippapon, oh my goodness, it's so great to hear from you. Um, I haven't, you know, she didn't see, she hasn't seen me since I was really little. And here I am in my 30s at that time. And um, she's like, well, you know what? Um, you know, I have something in the attic that I would like to go up and dig for you, give me your address. And a week later, I got this entire package of information delivered to my house. And it was almost like I was reading about someone else from, you know, a movie or something. Jane was such an angel. She sent me every single original document from when we first came to America. I mean, you guys, anywhere from my, our refugee paperwork, our, um, you know, documentation, newspaper clippings. I mean, it was just, I was bawling my eyes out, just reading through all of this information. And, and I was just sitting there like, oh my goodness, you know, this is just crazy because my parents have always told me we're refugees, we're refugees, we're immigrant, we immigrated here, whatever. And so I never knew exactly the backstory. And I, I'm sure a lot of um, Lao, my, uh, Lao, other Lao my age feel the same way. And so um, because our parents, it was such a hard time that they don't really want to bring it up because it brings up all of those mixed emotions. And so just to give you a little backstory, um, if you guys don't know what Laos is, it's a southeast. It's in Southeast Asia. It is a small country in between North and South Vietnam. And during the Vietnam War, there was um, what's called the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and the Ho Chi Minh Trail was used for Americans to place their outposts, and it happens to be in Laos. And um, so. During that time, the CIA waged a secret war on our country um, and they bombed us. They bombed Laos. If you look up the secret war, you'll see all sorts of stuff now coming out about it. As even the Lao Redemption movie is also talks about it, too. But um, they bombed us for nine years continuously. Like these bombs are still exploding over there. Right. And so. I discovered all of this during that time um, 10 years ago, and it just really blew my mind that I was born homeless. Uh, we, you know, that's what I found out. Um, I mean, I knew we were poor. They've always said we were so poor. We were so poor. Anything that moved was our food, but I didn't know to the extent of it. I didn't know the full story of our history coming from Laos and being a Lao refugee. And so what happened was, at the end of the Vietnam War, the American troops pulled out and the communists invaded Laos 
and they started capturing anyone that they thought um, worked for the government of Laos. So the new, supporters. the supporters, yeah, like my dad was a teacher. He was, you know, the supporter of the Royal Lao government. And so the new government that uh, the communists that came and took over, they took, they rounded up everyone and they put them into, they called it the seminar. They called it the re-education camp. And these were torturing camps. And these were camps where they took my uncles and my dad and, and anyone they can get their hands on. They put them in these prison places and um, to re-educate them on the new government. And my dad was one of them. And um, in my book, I actually share that story of my father's um, held, being held in captivity and all of that. And, and then I share my story of us, you know, living in the refugee camp and then coming to America and people flip out. Like they kind of have like a really like shocking look when they, when I tell them I don't have a birth certificate because I was born homeless. Like I didn't have a country, like, because we were in transition and I was just born and I don't have a birth certificate. Um, they're like, what do you use for your birth certificate? How do you get into school and things like that? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just here, you know? And so we came here with just, um, $40 and a dream, which is the title of my book. Um, we had nothing except for our shoes, shorts, and a tank top that we came from the refugee camps with 1979 in the middle of a snowstorm. That is all we had in our possession, you know? And so, you know, and so when I think of that, you know, I think of um, my hope is for my book to be able to inspire those who are during COVID times had lost everything or had gotten evicted or, you know, whatever circumstances landed you to lose everything or not be in a position where you want to be. We didn't have anything at all. And so just to give you hope that, you know, you too can, you know, it'll all work out in the end. Right. And so it also positions the story. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people think that, oh, when you come over here and you're an immigrant, um, the government takes care of you, yes. gives you a ton of money and you can do whatever you want to do. And you got a leg up more than other mm -hmm. people got a leg mm -hmm. up. So this book positions the story to show exactly the trials and tribulations Absolutely. that um, refugees had to go through at that mm -hmm. time um, yes. to get here and to try to make it. Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, like Marcelo said, I've been told by, you know, a lot of people like, oh, you were raised with a silver spoon. And, you know, for some reason, I don't know if it's because they watch Crazy Rich Asian <laughs> or whatever they think that that we were just made like born into money. For some, that might be true. Um, you know, however, there's a huge amount of us huge especially southeast um uh, southeast asians like myself um vietnamese cambodia and um laos in that area who came from those countries um we had to struggle like we were placed in the hood like we that's why you see a lot of our southeast asians like they really take on to hip-hop and things like that because we were like in a diverse neighborhood um, because we were super poor, just like all the other minorities, you know? And so that's who we grew up with. And, you know, um, I've been told, oh, you were raised with a silver spoon. You probably don't know what poor is. And I'm like, we were so poor, we didn't have spoons, you know? We just were given a little tiny area in the refugee camp, which was like a makeshift tent that thousands of people were housed in and we were all just waiting to get basically to get saved out of there and in order to get out of those homeless shelters and the refugee camps you had to wait your turn and you had to just pray that a family somewhere around the world sees your profile and say yes i want to sponsor that family because that's the only way out that's the only way you're going to get out of there and i think because my family was so large we had a family of five. It took us two years and it took us two years 
before we were finally sponsored. And Jane, the one that my father had me call, um, she was one of the six sponsors in the church, the first Presbyterian church. They raised like $5,000 to play, you know, to sponsor a family and uh, to pay for the plane tickets, you know, to, to get us into housing and things like that. So we were the fortunate one. We were the blessed one that were sponsored by this, um, the church. And they actually picked us specifically because they went through hundreds of profile. Remember Jane telling me this when I was um, connected back with her, she said that our family was picked out specifically because of the simple fact of, you know, the children were young. They felt like they can adapt into the church easier. My father was a teacher. He spoke a little bit of French. And so they thought maybe they can get a French translator. And, you know, in my mother, you know, um, with the small children and stuff. So in my book, you know, I share like all of the things that we went through and all of the the funny stories and just the innocent stories, you know, that we went through. And I remember as a child, as a refugee child living in America in a foreign country, for example. So I don't know if anyone is watching that lives in Elgin, right? We grew up right on um, South Chapel Street, which is across the street from the old Elgin High School. It was a, that, that um, White House and there was four units. We had all of the family members all live in the same block. So it was really, really nice because all of us refugee kids, like we all live together around the same block. And um, um, there is a Mexican store right literally like next door to my house. And we would get chased out of there all the time. And me and my, my, my cousins, and we didn't know why. And so we were little, I was like two, three at the time. You could see pictures of me barefooted, little like, poor kids barefooted with hand-me-downs i didn't know why they were chasing us out of the store all the time well apparently you know i guess we were stealing and we didn't know we were stealing and every single time we went in there we would just grab the candies because we saw candy right in the front we'd go in we grab the candy we didn't know english we didn't know english so we just grabbed the candy and we would just run. <laughs> we would just run out. You know, we would climb, we would go to neighbors' yards, we would climb trees because we loved apple crab apples. You know, we would climb trees and get into the apples. We used to get chased by this um this man, older man, and he would just throw his shoes at it. He would come chasing us, but we'd climb his fence, we would get the crab apples, you know. And we were poor. We were running around, you know, filthy, dirty, you know, and just the innocence of it all, you know, and just trying to survive. And we lived in a two bedroom um, cockroach infested, um, cockroach infested. It was one of those things. Don't turn the light on or they'll come crawling out or whatever, you know. And so um, we actually, you know, it was, it was a family of uh, five. But then at some points of our of our life um at some points of our childhood we had different people coming to live with us at some point we had 14 people living with us because my dad he was such has such a huge heart that you know anytime somebody puts his name down as like oh you know to get sponsored or or somebody that um they can come live with he opened the doors to any strangers and they would come and stay with us in transition and um we, you know, and we didn't think anything of it. I had an amazing childhood and I didn't know we were so poor. Um, I just thought that it was normal. I mean, so poor that we never got Christmas gifts. Um, our Christmas gifts was walking down to the YWCA and waiting in line for Santa Claus. Like that was our Christmas. And, but we, but it was overall, like our childhood was so amazing. Um, we didn't know what poor was. My parents didn't, I mean, they told us we were poor, but we just didn't know what it was. And so it was just the innocence of being a child growing up um, in that environment. We had an amazing time. So it was pretty awesome until I entered elementary school. Right. And um, so first I had to go to bilingual school 
I had to learn English, right? And oh my goodness, my last name, I mean, my first and last name is Nippapan Senavangse. So if you guys can imagine being a bilingual and also being a, um, uh, just learning how to write, I never, oh my gosh, I would write out my name and I hated it because the teacher would always get a minus because I'd be missing a letter here or a letter there because as a child, I couldn't write the whole Nippon Sanabonse ever. I don't know. It's probably, probably took me to like second or third grade <laughs> to be able to write my full name, but it was hard. I always got a minus, like a check minus. And then, you know, um, I share a little bit about all of the stories and all the memories that I had as a child and just growing up in America. And the crazy thing is, um, you know, we found out about 11 years ago and I never thought to write a book. And it wasn't until maybe about three years ago or somewhere around there, I ran into a gentleman that just also wrote a book and, um, and him, him and his wife, um, you know, I met them and he told me, I told him my story and he told me about his book and he was like, you definitely need to write your book. And, and then every time I share my story, um, when I used to work, uh, down at any of my jobs, whenever, whenever I used to work anywhere, I would share my story and I would have like grown men and women literally crying in my chair because of like how amazing, like how my story touched them. And so that's what made me the, that gave me the decision to write. I wrote this book maybe about three years ago. However, I just sat on it. You know, life got in the way. I was traveling like crazy for my job. Plus my mom was sick and, you know, and so it was a lot of things that got in the way. And so I, I think this pandemic has truly helped me to be able to launch my ideas and launch my book finally. And um, I somehow met uh, a lady that owns a publishing company, an amazing lady. Her name is Dolly and she owns Rose Gold Publishing. And we met online and she told me like, oh yes, you know, I'm a publisher and whatnot. And so I scheduled a call with her and she's like, oh my goodness, I would love to help you get your book out there. Like you really need to get it out there. And the crazy thing is when I think about it, it wasn't meant to be out three years ago or 10 years ago. I feel like my story right now is really relevant to what's going on right now with the Asian hate and with all of these things going on in the Asian community. I want to be able to share our story and our journey, but also address some of the racism issues that I've experienced as a refugee growing up in America and try to help figure out ways where we can move forward together in that. But um, it's so much good stuff. You guys be prepared to get your tissues out. I won't spoil it all right now, no, but I won't tell you too much. Um, but there's a lot of like, you know, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, just, yeah, you'll be shocked. I mean, I, I, I share a lot of stuff and you'll be like, what? Yeah, so you definitely have to look out for it. Um, it will be on Anna, Amazon. We're shooting for May 1st. Um, you know, that is the target date. It could be, you know, sometime in the middle of May, something like that. But it will be on Amazon and other media outlets as well. I'm buying it. So get out there, buy the book. <clears throat> um, buy the book, <clears throat> not only because it's a very good read, but buy the book because you see that number one, she poured her heart and soul into the book. And number two, this could be beneficial to a majority of the people, um, you know, to kind of tell your story. A friend of mine, Omari, a couple of days ago, um, kind of touched on um, his struggles during the pandemic. Um, he had lost, lost partial, his sister, <clears throat> lost his sister, lost mm -hmm. partial sight, uh, went through a divorce. Um, just a ton of things that would crush a human being. But through this, his message was, um, you know, don't blame it on that. Get up, get your house alone. Um, you know, it's not the end of the world. Everybody goes through their own trials and tribulations and it should make you stronger. And just from thinking from that aspect, this book should motivate you and empower you 
um, mm -hmm. to step out of your boundaries and, and, and do more and things that you have always wanted to do or, you know, things on your list of um, your bucket list. Um, you would you would want to accomplish more because you see another person and you kind of see there's their strife and struggles and how they overcame them. So, um, you know, always um, anything that is uplifting in nature, especially coming from a minority to minorities, mm -hmm. um, should do nothing but empower you to strive to be better. Definitely. Um, on, on top of that, we just wanted to touch on we did want to get out the book. Um, uh, launch um, a few other things that we have in the works. Um, of course, we'll go back to our same schedule of guests next week. But um, we wanted to touch on the podcast network that we will be. Drum roll! Uh, uh, we don't get a mixer board. We need. I, I, know, I see like the right? Joe Budden podcast and stuff. They be having sound effects and whatnot. Yes, I got to invest in the board. Um, but. Uh, this podcast will be for others. I mean, we've gotten mm -hmm. a ton of people to come and say, man, I yes. wish I could do a podcast like yours. Exactly. You guys look so professional and all of the other things that you put into the podcast to make it look so good. How can I do that? Yes. So um, when there is a need, then a solution will be found. So we put together a podcast network that will have a variety of different subjects, um, the young lady from Egypt, who was our tour guide, she will be giving you information about abroad, about mm -hmm. Egypt, about the history of Egypt. Uh, we have psychologists and psychiatrists who um, not only share their knowledge, but they'll be taping um, some sessions with some of their clients so you can see mm -hmm. how that works. And if it is something that you possibly could be dealing with as well, then this can in turn help you. Uh, like I said, we'll be doing game show type of scenarios as well. So it'll be a, a, a wealth of information all packaged into one, I mean, a one network. You keep talking about this, the game show. Yeah, man. We can't. I listen. think, I think um, we'll be able to really, really do a nice one with everyone there once quarantine. I know we, I know we could do it here like live and things. Well, I was thinking, but I would love to when we open up to actually have something like that in our studio. Yeah, I mean we in have our office. we have studio yeah. and office space and whatnot. So yes, we can have it um, in person, but uh, because COVID <laughs> is still COVID. going around and right. you know it's mm -hmm. it, travel and visitation and and just yeah. going out having a good time is limited in nature. Yeah. So you know we will have people on and you know we'll kind of do that format initially and then transition to in person. But you know battle of the sexes and uh, men versus women. Men versus women. Yeah. Men versus <laughs> women. You know family feud style mm. and, and things of that nature. Um, to show mm -hmm. you guys our superiority. <laughs> Don't, uh, I'm just, mm -hmm. I talk about that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, this, this will be good. Um, you know, I'm trying to get a few of my clients through my marketing agency to come and share their um, expertise. And I have people that are, are real estate professionals and uh, uh, security uh, details and tactical training. And we have, you know, just a ton of different um, diverse mm -hmm. clients that um, we will give them some time to also uh, have their know, own channel. Yeah, kind of shine a little podcast. bit, tell your story, you yeah. know, get your get your message out there. Mm -hmm. um, and hey, it's absolutely free, you guys. So we want you guys to subscribe, sign up, check out the ch different channels, and support us. And and if you would like to start a podcast, mm -hmm. or yeah, you have a good if idea, you have an idea, pitch it to us. No doubt, you could no be doubt. on the. You could be on the show and have your own podcast on our network. Yeah, I've been trying to. I, I got. I mean, I got a ton of friends from college and, and mm -hmm. throughout my life, but I have a few of my fellows that you know I interact with on a daily or weekly basis. And we've been thinking of ways to start a uh, another business and you know, kind of a think tank style um, discussion that we have. Mm -hmm. So um, that's another one that we were thinking of. You know, get out there, start getting some yes. ideas. Um, interact with the audience about, you know, what's out there that's missing and let's all get together, um, you know, put together a good uh, business proposal and get some other minority-owned businesses out there as well. So there's a ton of different subjects and topics that we're going to try to cover. And it doesn't necessarily on our channel, doesn't necessarily like uh, 
minorities. It's yeah. open for everyone. That's true. So we want to make this like a melting pot. We yeah. want to make this um, inclusive for everyone that wants to voice their opinion or have a business idea or anything that's going to help um, you know our listeners we want to put you on there so reach out to us if you have a podcast idea or if you want to be on our podcast i had some names picked out do you want to tell them the name uh, not yet we got a couple we of them, them. <laughs> we're still trying to figure out which we one we're going to go with yeah we, we have it um the branding yes. has been kind of integrated into the new website that we're developing but uh, we'll keep it a secret at this time and just, you know, when we're set and we're ready to go. Okay, then you'll know, but definitely spread the word that um, we are looking for anyone that has a business, that has an idea, that wants their own show. We will help them launch their show. So reach out to us and let us know if you know anyone or you yourself, you know, want to do it. And yeah. Without a doubt. And uh, always remember that this, these podcasts and these different Media. <laughs> um, hey, oh, sis. Hey, Moni. First of all, hey, sweetie. Second of all, um, <laughs> hey, you can do. You, I've already told her you can do a cooking channel and blow it up because yes. I am the one that cooks around here, especially on what I don't on, cook. Okay. I, she knows. Um, on she knows holidays, I do not cook. I'm the one that cook. Everybody's like, oh man, can you make your macaroni and cheese? And can you make this and make that? Uh -huh. Um, so yes, the, the <laughs> demand is out there to learn that southern and good cooking. Um, so um, yes, Modi, contact us. But she might not want to do cooking on the show. Well, I mean, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, yes. you are able to do. You yes. know what I'm saying? Whatever, whatever topic. And, and the reason why mm -hmm. I say cooking is because uh, we travel half hour, forty minutes to get her food. I know her food is so good. It's any, so delicious. If you I'm guys like, are in the Elgin area. Yeah. We were so excited when she first came here. Yep. <laughs> we went. We ate half of the food before we got home the first time. I was. I mean, I you were licking your fingers. I had fish and chicken, and I was. <laughs> Man, I was going through it. So uh, yes, yes. yes. Um, so because we used to be, we used to get so frustrated because we would look for a soul food restaurant around here, and I, I don't cook, so you know, and so we would go to one in Streamwood or something, and it's just not the same. Right. So when we finally, oh babe, it's a soul food restaurant that just opened up. I saw the lines out there. They had a grand opening. I'm like, we're gonna order something, and so. We ended up ordering, and he has been like hooked since. No doubt. Anytime we go to the office or she's running errands, mm -hmm. I'm like, "Hey, if you buy monies, go ahead and stop and grab some yes. stuff." But <laughs> um, yeah, but that's the that's the uh, the interaction that we're trying mm -hmm. to draw with our audience. And I was saying that all of these different media and marketing toys and, and the podcasts are all. Um, brought to you by our businesses, which is our local online marketing. Thank you, sis. We attention, love you too. Um, which you see at the bottom of your screen. <laughs> so um, understand that um, we're not going to take too much of you guys' yes. time, um, but we wanted to get out the book launch. We wanted to get out what we're doing, why our time is so scrambled right now is because mm -hmm. we're trying to get all of these different avenues open to yeah. the public um, as quickly as possible. Definitely. Uh, we definitely want the podcast and the podcast network to go strong. We want the mm -hmm. book launch to take off. And, yeah, and we got a lot success. of things going on right now, including we're going to be grandparents number two. We are having a boy. Is that why you're wearing blue? I'm old. I'm wearing blue because this is what I want to work. And when I got home, you was like, hey, the podcast, let's go. <laughs> we so got to go. I We're always home. on the move, guys. We're always on the move. I don't think I get any sleep. I get home. I, think I, sleep, I sleep, suffer three hours last night. I ain't going to talk about her sleep. Man. She worked all night and then wake me up at four in the morning and tell me, give me a kiss. Um, I got to get up in another And you're hour. like, what time is it? <laughs> so I ain't going to even go down that path. But I'm going to write a book. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write yeah, a book Yeah, you said you wanted to. And it's going to be called you need to. I'm Married to Punk. And believe oh, me, wow. that is going to be a detailed, interactive, mm -hmm. tearful book. Okay? Mm -hmm. Believe me. Yeah. If hers is $40 in a dream, mine is going to be $5 and <laughs> some Kool-Aid. Because right. let me tell you, when we first met, we were both going to school, so we was both as a joke as it is. So um, 
we have. And, and <laughs> yeah, we were. Oh not my to God. Say anyway, we, you know, got we money. Were, we were. We were so broke. But we are. We are better off now than we were. So therefore, that was a journey in itself. We were living in a two-bedroom duplex, right, with our kids. We had Asia and Tia yeah. at that time, and. Yeah, it was a struggle. Man, man no yeah. idea. I was still yeah. young. I was a knucklehead. We were all in our 20s. 30, you were 30, though. I was in my 20s. Well, first of all, <laughs> when you say you was in your 20s, I'm only like three and a half years older. Four years. So four years, four you years. was about 30, and I know. If, I was, when if we your met, birthday when we is met, in May and mine is in November, that's not a four year. When we met, I was probably late 20s. Right, but when we moved in together and all that stuff, you was twenty eight. Yeah, you twenty seven. Nah, yes, I was, I was. I was like thirty two. So yeah, you, you were like okay, thirty two. So probably yeah. right around there. I feel like, I feel like. And yeah, we were kind. Yeah, yeah, we've come a long way, guys. From from a blended family. Through, listen, listen. The listen. blended family thing. Um, Our household was all women initially. Initially, so now we're so, going to be even. Yes, we will have four four males in the yep. house and four females in the house. With the so baby. it will be uh, a little bit more even. But I went through life with <laughs> my three girls, which is my wife and my two daughters, for a while. And yeah. uh, man, let me just say that book. They will have men out there crying, praising me <laughs> for being the man that I am. So yes. uh, no, but all jokes aside, guys, um, no. you know. Got a lot of things in the works. You guys, um, you know, be on the lookout for it. Of course, we will uh, promote it as it comes out and kind of give you more details as they come Definitely. out. But we just wanted to take this time to kind of let you guys know, um, you know, why we're running around crazy. I got clients like, hey, did you do this? Did you do that? I know. Man, we got a ton of things in the works. So, we do, um, definitely. And, you know, and one of the things that um, when we talked about what you know, tonight's show, we thought maybe we would just pause having a guest tonight so we can come to you guys and let you know what's in the works, what announcement we have coming up. Um, so we wanted to do that. And also we um, realized that since we started the podcast, I don't think we ever really truly um, talked about what Marcelo and I do outside of this podcast. This podcast is basically just something that we do as a hobby on the side. Um, when things were going crazy with the Asian and with the black community, we're like, let's get some, you know, some people on here so we could change the narrative and we could bring to light positive things in the black and Asian communities. That's why we called it Blasian Soul Podcast. And so, and so we wanted to also share with you a little bit about iLocal and a little bit about Beautiful Potential and what we do. So do you want to go ahead and start with iLocal? Uh, iLocal is, is pretty cut and dry. It is a uh, grassroots um, marketing agency. Mm -hmm. So uh, our services range from all digital to traditional marketing, which is you know, print, mm -hmm. business cards, corporate branding, things of that nature. The digital aspects would be websites, SEO, social media management. Um, the list goes on. There, There is no, in my experience, I think I've been doing marketing now for 15 plus years. Um, so in my travels, um, you know, I've done it all and seen it all as far as marketing is concerned. I've put together uh, virtual showrooms and websites and landing pages mm -hmm. and um, you name it, and I've had some type of contact with it. Um, I've traveled internationally to give seminars on marketing and train marketing staffs in India. Um, so he know. eats and breathes marketing, and that's where I get my talent from when it comes to marketing and stuff. If I get stuck on anything, I turn around and like, babe, uh, how do you do this? <laughs> but you know what? It, it's not the the educational experience mm -hmm. uh, from marketing at times, uh, Pawn has an eye mm -hmm. for creative. So um, she can visualize it in her head. The, mm -hmm. I guess the, um, the bridge is getting her ideas to fruition. Yes, so um, she has a great eye for, for design and mm -hmm. for branding. Um, so, um, you know, while she might've started out in business and, mm -hmm. uh, 
motivational speaking and things of that nature uh, because it's being together and she sees me up two, three in the morning trying to get some stuff done <laughs> for marketing. Like, let me help um, Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, I, I see what you're trying to do. Maybe mm-hmm. if you did this. And then that led into, okay, you know what? Why don't you help me out with these few things or do a video for me? Or do, and then it just it snowballed into, you know what, the talents that I've or the, the skill set that I've developed working with iLocal mm-hmm. uh, because she is a, a, a co-owner of iLocal, it's my wife. Um, let me branch that out into um, industries that I know, which is like cosmetology, yeah, yeah, speaking, things of that nature. So, um, you know, uh, Beautiful Potential in mm-hmm. itself is a spinoff of marketing, mm-hmm. but it's more industry focused. Yes. Yep. So, you know, so, um, so Beautiful Potential Consulting is a um, just every single thing that I love. Um, so I just basically created my own company that is based on everything that I love, the beauty industry, the confidence that it gives women. Like I've, I've been in the beauty industry for over 20 years. I'm still licensed cosmetologist. And now my daughter, Asia, is a cosmetologist. And so she pretty much, her and Tia, they are tag team. So we're a mother-daughter team. And so like my husband said, you know, one of the things that um, I I love to do is create and design. And so um, that's why we focus on beauty, branding, and business consulting. And so I love to coach and develop as well. And I, you know, my background is in um, beauty and education and training. And I'm also a certified um, independent certified coach with John, the John Maxwell group. And so coach, trainer, and speaker through the John, John Maxwell group. And so I took every single experience, everything that I know and created my company, Beautiful Potential. And so we have a full blown um, beauty slash media studio slash training center slash all of that in one. And so we were supposed to open last year um, I took what six months to like build it from scratch and coming every day, putting pieces together. I was excited for the grand opening. We had it all planned with the chamber of commerce. We were all going to, you know, then the world turned and then the pandemic hit and we had to cancel because we didn't know what was going on. So we ended up having to cancel our grand opening and, you know, for the, um, for the time being, we were, you know, home for three months for the time being, what I did during that downtime was how can we innovate this? Like, since we can't do that, since we can't have people into our centers and doing makeovers and things like that yet, um, I started to think ahead. And so I started to think about how can I bring, bring this, um, company and, bring it online. And that's when I created the online school, which is, which we already have some programs available, which I've already sold some, which is awesome. So I, I have an online school that is also focused on beauty, branding, and business. You guys, everybody should, and I'm not just saying this because it's my program. I'm saying this because it will truly, truly, truly help you. If you have the time to learn, definitely get the branding course. Um, It's so easy. It's so easy to follow. But everything, all of my business courses focus on uh, developing your business skills. And even if you are not proficient in like Word document, I have a program for that. So basically what I did was I took everything that I someone who might be a beginner now that the pandemic hit, oh gosh, what do they do? How can I help them be able to be self-sufficient, grow their business or get into business or be able to take it to the next level with their technical skills in a way that people as a beginner can learn, easily follow along without getting intimidated or frustrated. So I have easy to follow courses that you could follow for as little as $27, little as $27, you could pass, uh, fast forward, rewind, you could watch it over again, you could, you know, do it on your own pace. And we have um, the build your brand, like a branding, uh, branding package, which is only $47. And I think you get 
let's see, 20, 40, 60, like about 80 lessons. And they're really small, broken down, but the value that you get for just $47, like, you know, you blow that off, you know, on a week of Starbucks or something. Oh, you <laughs> Um, but, but we have social media, you know, just go check it out and beautifulpotential.com. You could go check out the classes there. They're really amazing classes that you need, like right now, video courses, things like that, that are so relevant to what's going on right now. Um, and that brings me, I probably didn't want to bring this out Why? just yet, but, um, okay. So iLocal okay. has been around. A long time. 12, 13 years. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, I have, you know, various services that um, mm -hmm. I offer to businesses. Mm -hmm. um, but I have some businesses that are small, fledging businesses that are, you know, just getting started. Marcelo, I don't have 500 yeah. you know, for video and social media. And, um, you know, I don't have a thousand dollars for a full all-encompassing campaign. So we work with every budget. Yeah. But I took that and I thought, okay, if I can't, I don't have the time to teach you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and you know, for, because I, I have a ton of clients, uh, mm -hmm. but what I can do is put together a, um, platform, mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, I'll say it's an app, uh, but it is a do it yourself app for, um, you know, businesses yeah. that are just starting or businesses that there's some business owners that want to do some things themselves because mm -hmm. um, no one knows your business like you. Yes. So things like getting your business on Google, uh, my business or linking all of your social mm -hmm. media accounts together so you can post um, uniformly or your website. How was how well is it doing your SEO rank? What's mm -hmm. your page rank on Google? All of these things are based marketing tasks that you have to complete um, if you want to be successful online, number one, and if you want to grow your digital footprint. So in, I don't know, I would say about, I would say May will be the launch date for this, but we have a do-it-yourself um, alternative to my to SEO. Service. And you guys know how much SEO can yeah. be. Um, so it can be crazy. This thing monitors your website, your social media platforms, your ranking with Google and Yahoo, and yeah. it gives you tasks to complete each week. And very simple tasks. If you want to put your website, I mean, uh, your business on Google uh, My Business, mm -hmm. instead of having to find Google My Business and, and go through the steps to get there, one click takes you right there to the sign up uh, uh, form. Fill that out, you're done. So it gives you tasks mm -hmm. each week. It grades you on, on the tasks that you've done. It gives you grades on your website, your SEO, your social media, so that not only are you learning how to market your business, but you're not learning through an abstract way of just when you're in class and it's right. a fictitious business. You're actually doing these tasks for your business while you're learning. Um, and that's going to come out soon. You know, a lot of people are struggling right now with their business because of the pandemic. So, you know, you might not have five, $700 for a comprehensive package, but you got $65 mm -hmm. to do it yourself. Um, very easy. Uh, one touch, one click system. Uh, we have the website, but it's also mobile ready as well. So while you're out and about, you can click on it on your phone and go through this process to really grow your business. So, and that, believe me, you uh, cannot beat that. Yeah, um, yeah. We pulled it up last night and, it walks you right through it, so you can't even, you yeah. can't go wrong. It's it's foolproof. I don't want to use that term saying someone's a fool, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's foolproof. Um, and, yes. you know, there's still people that says, well, you know what? I don't have time for that. I'm one of my business. Yep. That's what I local and Beautiful Potential is there yeah, to um, do the, the heavy lifting if needed. But <clears throat> if you just want to get started, kind of see the benefits mm -hmm. of, of online marketing and how that can kind of grow your business, yes. uh, this is an easy way to do it. And to get you more informed as far as being a business owner mm -hmm. and marketing and branding and what that entails. Definitely. And, you know, speaking of my sister, Moni, I just want to give a shout out to her, you guys, because she has been bringing me so many clients and I just love her. She has been giving us so many clients. She's been keeping me busy. And also, if you guys are looking to start your own business um, as well, 
uh, Moni has also wrapped up a package with all of her expertise and she is doing a course. You can go to her website and check it out. Maybe you want to open up a uh, restaurant or maybe you want to open up whatever business it is that you want to open up. She is going to give you that blueprint. So I think she's going to have virtually and on site learning for you. Um, if you are in the Elgin area, um, you can come on site. If you are not in the Elgin area, you can get the virtual course that is coming soon. I think it's this month sometime. Um, and you can go to her website to find out more about that. No doubt. That's unreal. Um, all right, guys, we're not going to keep you too long, too much longer. Uh, we just wanted to get out kind of a uh, snapshot of what will be coming in the future from Blaze and Soul and from our um, media group as a whole. Uh, so be on the lookout for all of these different things that we've just said to you guys. And if you guys want more information, please contact us. We'll be happy to give you more insight on not only what's going on, but how to take advantage of it. Definitely. Definitely. All right, man. Y'all be cool. 14 years uh, coming up uh, next week. 14. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah. Once again, my book will be out soon. <laughs> if you guys want to, you know. Kind of get some insight into oh uh, my god um you know man and woman struggle uh by all means uh, i help you guys mm. do that as well but thank you guys for uh checking us out be yes, here next wednesday definitely. uh we'll be back to our same schedule as far as guest speakers are concerned mm -hmm. and everybody be safe out there watch your yep. spread the word about the channel let us know if you want to be on all right see you next week same time same place lock on watch your six. Lack on.